Welcome to We Took the Liberty, a podcast where we discuss our mediocre lives, ruminate on the weird and funny parts of our day-to-day, and explore some of our favorite places and activities in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm Logan Trent, and with me now, and forevermore, our sacred vows, Ben Anderson. <laughs> That's right, Ben. It's wedding season. Are you excited for the sights and sounds of uh, wedding season? I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for the romance, the conflict, the drama. How many I, weddings have you gone to that there's a there's a lot of romance going on? Uh, <laughs> wow, that's. A, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of a sad question because, like, at the end of the day, not well. All of them, I'm sorry, not I all of them feel that way. <laughs> like most of them. It's more of a performance, I guess, than... I was going to say, sorry, I, I meant, I guess I meant, like, the <laughs> performance of romance, like, oh, in the like midst how, of the... Like, how many of them do, like, the bride and groom just, like, slap their arms down on the table and just rip everything off the yeah. table and then just, like, go to town? No, I've never been... I've never... Well, if that's what you consider romance, I've never been to... Yeah. There's dancing, there's, yeah. you know... Please, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, candles. that is the... That's the communion table. Like, <laughs> no! everyone is here. No! Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, I didn't. It wasn't me being like cynical about weddings and just being like, yeah, but I mean, how much do these guys really love do each they, other? Do, you think they do? No. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh yeah, go ahead and pick up a gift at the door, but it's not love that they're here for. All of you all have been hoodwinked into coming here and giving expensive or semi-expensive gifts. <laughs> Some of which will be returned. <laughs> yeah, right. Almost certainly. That frame that you bought for them, going right back to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> and they're going to know it was on clearance. <laughs> because the Hobby Lobby attendant is going to have trouble scanning it back in. They're like, is this even from us? And it's it's going like, to be a scene. have a gift receipt. Like, <laughs> like, no, really, here it is. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. This is from Lobby Hobby. <laughs> Yeah, that's the non-Christian affiliate. <laughs> Lobby Hobby is the non-Christian uh, hobbies associated with lobby. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you get lots of frames, you get lots of potpourri, a lot, yeah. lot of crossover there. Lot but of they're crossover. different. Yeah, a lot of Wiccan stuff at Lobby Hobby. <laughs> so, but it's tasteful. But it's very tasteful. Yeah. yeah, like it's not, it's not, it's not spooky in the traditional sense. No, so. no. It will haunt you. <laughs> if done right. If done properly, yeah. Oh my oh. gosh. Oh, is that fresh graveside? <laughs> That's delightful. I'll take two of these candles. Yeah, Hobby Lobby is for is for marriage. Lobby Hobby is for the, the afterlife. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's, wedding season is upon us. It is. And, uh, you know, I think that... It's appropriate, you know, this, you know, that we commemorate wedding season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are both married men. Yeah. Uh, not to one another. Not to one another. Although through this podcast, some might argue that we do share the indelible bond of uh, love that will never end. Like I said, it, I mean, our our vows at the beginning are legal, legally binding. Yeah. And... Yeah. And, and actually, when we signed up to do this podcast, in order to do a podcast, you are bound to the other person for eternity. Yeah, and you know, it's signed, it's witnessed, it's it you know, every signature it is. is notarized. Mm-hmm. Um, they do sort of like a weird uh, facial identification where they cast your face in yeah. plaster. 
It's uh, actually harder to do a podcast than it is to get married. Yeah, it is. Which, rightfully so. There's, right. I mean... I can't think of a more sacred institution than <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> we, uh, we actually went to our first wedding of the season uh, oh. this last week. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. We're, we're very happy. Um, but yeah, it was a, a wonderful affair. Um, it was outside during the summer. And this is not a critique on, on them. Uh, but we mm. talked about before yeah. that summer in Kentucky is blistering and miserable. Yeah, or uh, it's freezing cold <clears throat> and raining. Right. So I do appreciate one of the things that they did was they kept the ceremony very, very concise. Oh, that's Because good. they recognized the heat, the <laughs> scorching heat outside. <laughs> they, they didn't want to be dragging bodies out of the yeah. chairs into the And I'm, I'm shade, I guess yeah. I'm talking about like are, like the, the people observing the event mm. are like hot. But I mean, also, you're in like a full tux oh yeah and dress at that point and i mean you're obviously like done up so i mean you don't want to be out there just like schmelting like the whole time that you're going (laughs) over technical (laughs) wedding term first wedding that's right well the reason that you've got they wear the jacket traditionally Mm -hmm. right is you know weddings were always outside Uh um, because they predate structures so uh and tuxedos also predate structures because (laughs) The jacket was meant to cover up the fact that, you know, every man who has ever been to a wedding outdoors right. is just like basically wearing jello underneath yeah. because they've sweat through so much of their clothing. That's right. That that was the purpose of the cummerbund was yeah. it yeah. just it held all that belly sweat there in place. And yeah, or else I mean it's very gross, but it's a necessary yeah. thing. The cummerbund also acted as an avenue for like hiding live squirrels during <laughs> winter weddings to like warm your body. And then if you got hungry, you had a snack. Those were the original warm hands were live squirrels. <laughs> but you didn't have to like break them and shake them. Like they just kind of scurried around and then... No, the break and shake was just for when you got hungry. But yes, the, the wedding was wonderful. Uh, we... <clears throat> then went uh, inside uh, for the reception. Made a few observations while we were there. Hmm. One, they had the fake plastic silverware. Okay. So it looks like silverware, but it's plastic. But it is still actually a fork and a spoon. It is. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I appreciate, even though it's terrible for the environment, yeah. I appreciate the principle of fake silverware. Mm. That it's like, we want it, we want this to be classy, but we also want it to be cheap. Yeah, but we, and, but we also don't want to have to wash all of this. Right. So we, we want our guests to feel like they're a part of a fancy affair. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and so I, I felt that way. Um, there were also place it. settings, so that was nice. It just feels like more work, but hey, like do what you got to do. Yeah, there are times when I've used fake silverware and thought to myself, why don't I just use this all the time? <laughs> I could be not washing my spoons, forks, and knives. Here's an idea. If we did want to be environmentally friendly, what if we did, what if you had a wedding that it was BYO silverware? <laughs> silverware. <laughs> <laughs> And, and like, people could, I mean, bring what you want. Maybe it's those camping spoons that yeah. are, like, in a Swiss Army knife that you, like, yeah, fold whatever out. Whatever it is, yeah. That, or you just bring, like, a very nice, tasteful set from the house. and Yeah, but then you risk, like, your weird, you know, cousin who's, like, 
He's like, that's not a knife. There's a knife. And he's like eating with like a Bowie knife at the table. Yeah, like, there are going to be a lot of Paul Hogan jokes that are made with that. And yeah. so that's something you definitely don't want at a, at a wedding. Yeah. Uh, also, just the clanging. Like if you're bringing a lot of silverware in there, yeah, there's going to be a lot of rustling. Everybody and... walking in is going to be like, chung, chung, chung. it's going to sound like a chain gang. But then at dinner, you get that really delightful like clinking noise. Of yeah. Everybody like, you know, cutting their food and... Unless it's on plastic plates, and then you, and then it's just like the grinding. It sounds of, like yeah, it'll be like sort of like a grinding thumping. It'll be reminiscent of like uh, a subway homeless drummer, like, <laughs> which which actually might be kind of a cool wedding band. That that could be that. That's a decent band name. <laughs> I, that, I, that would be the longest. Um, <laughs> Subway homeless drummer man. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. But it's a full band. It's, but not, it's, just one person. it's not just one. Yeah, guy. it's like Dave Matthews band. But it's just like yeah, it's yeah. So another thing we noticed wow. at the reception that is key is you got to keep things moving. Oh, like yeah. there, there's this weird trend out there of doing a cocktail hour mm-hmm. without cocktails. Oh really? Which is which is I would argue just sitting around for an hour. <laughs> And so, <laughs> we welcome you to wait for an hour, <laughs> right? While we do whatever we want, yeah. While we're taking pictures and whatnot, and <laughs> so while the bride takes a few more Xanax because she's having a panic attack. <laughs> Thank you. Because she's smelting sh- sh- this all time, <laughs> and now they have to take pictures, and this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> and so, uh, we actually we went to a wedding, uh, sort of. I guess like uh, late 2020 uh, that had actually had a bar okay, uh, and they were planning on doing a cocktail hour sort of after it it was planned to be outside on Mm -hmm. a roof and they had to quickly because of the weather move everything inside. Okay. Sure. So there's supposed to be a cocktail hour between like uh, the service and then the reception. Yeah. But instead, there was like a cocktail hour and a half before the wedding started. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, I think it put everybody in a pretty good mood. I, I was gonna say, another another observation that we didn't make just now, but just what you're saying made me realize this. Is there anything more stressful than watching people have an outside wedding when there's a chance of rain and oh, you can just feel the tension where people are like i don't know or like i don't know if might, this is gonna work out we might have to like grab everything is everyone like ready to move tables if we need to do this and <laughs> it's just like okay yeah like, and then like your your grandma is like going around to all the guys that she thinks look kind of strong and yeah. like you know and then she's skipping the scrawny ones <laughs> It's, it's not your Here, fault. Here, you just carry the place settings, and we'll don't, have these folks Kenneth, like it. it's nothing personal. <laughs> you just don't seem to be robust enough to carry a table. Thanks, Mimo. Yeah, so I wonder if, uh, as we head into wedding season, if some of our... Um, 
some of our listeners want to play a game of frivolous or necessary. That is, people go to weddings, uh, share some of the experiences that they see there. And um, because we were talking about this actually before we started record, that the whole industry is built on yeah. the once in a lifetime kind of premise yeah. where you get like any venue you go to, it's like, okay, well, here's the venue price and here's the table prices, that kind of thing. Yeah. But for an extra whatever, then you could also get this, this, and this. And we're not saying you have to do it, but we're just saying like once in a lifetime. And then, yeah, <laughs> like, and, and you're like, okay, like, do I really want to drop that many bones on, on this? But, well, and I think it's been so successful actually that uh you know people have been doing crazier and crazier things mm, yeah so actually i've i've read this article earlier this year mm-hmm. this actually happened in florida which I, you know i don't think it could happen anywhere else okay <laughs> of course not of <laughs> course not the new york times actually reported on this oh okay and the time, the times sullied themselves by going to Florida. <laughs> by going to Florida, <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, so the the just the title of this article is "Florida wedding guests are sickened by marijuana and food." Police say. <laughs> okay. Yes. And the premise of this, just I just want to read the opening sentence of this. Okay. Two sentences, maybe three. I just want to read the the introduction to this article. Yes, hit me. Give me that clickbait. Soon after a meal of meatballs, bread, tortellini, and Caesar salad, the guests at the wedding of Andrew and Danya Svoboda began to feel strange, according to the authorities in Seminole County, Florida. One man, an uncle of the groom visiting from Michigan, said he felt tingly. His heart raced and he was having crazy thoughts, the police say in an affidavit. Another guest began feeling nauseated and dizzy, even though she had drunk only one glass of red wine. Another woman said her heart felt like it was going to stop. The guests at the February 19th wedding soon learned that the food included marijuana. Oh, okay. So a couple (laughs) things real quick. Go back. What was that list of food items that they had? (laughs) Meatballs. Yep. Bread. Uh Uh-huh. Tortellini. Uh, Yep. And Caesar salad. And Caesar salad. Okay. So, there, Caesar salad, there's the devil's lettuce joke right there. We're going to jump right past it. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> next one. Uh, okay. So, we're going to roll that one out. Which of those other three do you think the marijuana was in? <laughs> like, you would think you tear right into that bread. It's full of green, leafy, weird stuff. And you're going, I think this bread isn't good. When they say bread, do they mean... <laughs> do they mean cookies or brownies? When they say bread, do they mean key of marijuana? Like loaf of marijuana yeah. leaves? Is this an Australia situation where they they say biscuit and they mean cookie? And you know? <laughs> they say bread and they mean marijuana cigarettes? <laughs> when you say tortellini, do you mean THC pills? <laughs> Is this some strange reference to chain smoking? Like, we find out that all of these terms are actual like drug slang terms. <laughs> it was just entirely a buffet of illicit drugs. But they're not even laced in there. Like people are just like, this is just a bowl of joints. <laughs> And it's like, no, it's cool, Mima. Like, just like have at it. This is the tortellini. It's what the kids are doing nowadays. And she's like, okay. And what is this strange-looking lamp? <laughs> oh no, no, no! Move out of the way. 
<laughs> oh dear. Oh my goodness. I feel like my heart's gonna stop. I feel like my heart's gonna stop. I just oh. love I loved reading this because several of these things sound like the script for like a midnight like drug movie. Yes. You know, 100%. Like, this this is Wedding Crashers. This is like something in that vein where it's like, oh, what if we do a hilarious scene where... <laughs> where, where we serve marijuana in the food. Yeah. But it's like, setting is key here. Because <laughs> the description that they give is that they had a, an intimate wedding filled with elderly relatives. <laughs> right. Who had never had any kind of substance in their life. So I'm remembering a story now um, of, I was listening to one of my soccer podcasts, and they were telling a story about a soccer player in England that in the 70s when it was just the Wild West, mm. and he was notorious for his like wild parties. Well, he got married at one point and intentionally laced all of the water, punch, Everything that was there, like even the alcohol that was there with LSD. Oh my God. So everyone, including like family members that didn't want to like participate in any of that stuff, everyone was completely tripping out at this wedding. Jeez. And so like, I feel like that's, that's the, the next level of what we're talking about here. But that's, I mean, the real, the question there is like. Do you feel betrayed in that circumstance? Or are you like, wow, he really went all out? Yeah. Because there's, there's no way that was cheap, right? Like, unless he was part of, like, a government program that was just like, hey, we thought LSD was going to make super soldiers, but, like, actually, it just kind of, like, makes people's brains melt into, yeah. like, a pile of mush. So, who wants some? It's a, and he was yeah. like, I'll take it. It's, or, a, it's a government-sponsored wedding <laughs> where the caterer is Timothy Leary, and they're just like, yeah, have at it. Like, whatever you want to do. Right. <laughs> the queen was there. Nobody knows it because they were all tripping so hard. They're like, I saw the queen, and they're like, I did too. And they're like, oh, man, he really messed us but up. But she was tripping the hardest of all of them. <laughs> She was just like she showed up, jacked up, and so <laughs> she was just pounding glasses of water. <laughs> I saw the queen drink nineteen glasses of water. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that was a wild day. She said she just got done with a meeting with Margaret Thatcher, and she needed this. And it was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, okay. And then she flew out on a jetpack. <laughs> And that actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> no one will ever know. No, that's the next season of The Crown right there. <laughs> so, tomorrow I am going to a bachelor party. Yes. And it has been... It's been some time since I've been to a bachelor party. Okay. Uh, so, I thought it would be prudent uh, to try to find out what people do at bachelor parties. Okay. And we've talked sure. about... We've talked about... You don't want to be lame. You, you don't, don't want to show up like a, you don't know. Yeah. No. You want to be in the know. Yeah. So Google is your friend. Yeah. Um, right. And, you know, there are so many cliches about bachelor parties. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the thing that I'm starting to learn is that the... I, that I'm old in this, in this way. Mm-hmm. The cusp of the generation 
that uh, is following us. Yes. We're right on that cusp. Right. But the generation that is following us, their version of a bachelor party is going to some destination Uh for several days. Yes. And partying so hard that you want to die. Yeah. And then returning home and probably not talking about it ever I love the way that you said that, too. It's partying so hard that you want to die. That you want to. Not that that you're like, oh, no, this might be the end. That you are like, you're standing on the edge of a precipice, and your friends are holding you back from jumping off. Because they're begging you to consider that life is... And you're just like, I... I partied too hard. I've gone beyond the reasonable limit of party. See, I'm interested in what you found because in my mind space, I'm thinking that all future bachelor, bachelorette parties and weddings will all be in the metaverse. Like, I'm just like preparing mentally for everyone to just start shifting over to the metaverse. Yeah, which actually will make these extravagant vacations much more, a lot, much easier, yeah, Yeah, and cheaper. Well, thankfully, yeah, and we've been on record as saying we're fully on board with whatever Zuckerberg is doing, has ever done. Nothing has done nothing wrong in our opinion. Yeah, so you know, if he's listening, we trust you, (laughs) right? We love you, (laughs) and we're on your side. Trust us with anything. And because we trust you with everything. Mark, you're very special to us. Very special. That's what my lower back tattoo says. Zucks for life. <laughs> Which can be really confusing for people reading it. It can be. It but, can be. But you and I know what it means. Yeah, we what, know. We know. You, you when I'm I... looking at your lower back tattoo <laughs> regularly... <laughs> Actually, folks, this little peek behind the curtain. As we are recording, Ben, we're facing away. Well, Ben's facing away from me. And I'm just staring at his lower back tattoo the whole time that we're doing this. Just going, mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. So back to the bachelor Yeah, yeah, no, so, yeah, come on. Okay, so thankfully this... I say thankfully because I can't afford to go on extravagant vacations for bachelor parties. Right. Uh, my friend that's getting married is our age, so he doesn't have any disillusion of going on like a five-day getaway to the Bahamas right. to celebrate the fact that he's getting married. Sure. Uh, and he also does not want to, you know, uh, employ anybody who is a member of the oldest profession, if you will. Sure, of course. So you know, it's a safe place to be. Yeah. But I still want it to be an awesome place to be. Yeah. So I did a little bit of searching. And one of the things that I discovered uh, as as I looked into bachelor party things and groomsmen related things is that, uh, first of all, there's a, a certain image of groomsmen mm-hmm. that I think is best illustrated by lists of groomsmen gifts. Okay. Excellent. Which, I can... Let's just say, groomsmen gifts... <laughs> I, I found a website called groovygroomsmengifts.com. Okay. Groovy. Okay. And I'm just going to read you yes. the categories of gifts. And I think that it's going to round out for you what our society believes groomsmen are. Okay. Uh, category number one. Knives. Knives. Okay. 
Okay. Yes. Category number two, travel bags. Travel bags. Category number three, drinking gifts. Okay. Category number four, and keep in mind, this is a separate category. Flasks. Flasks. Yes. Category. So drinking, drinking gifts and flasks. Drinking are two gifts and things. flasks are two okay. separate categories. Wow. All right. And the final category, sports. Okay. Just all Just sports. Sports. <laughs> and I think that really accurately sums up what our what our image of groomsmen yes. is today. Yeah. Is that they are essentially violent, drunken bros. <laughs> engage only in activities which will support their hubris oh my gosh that's good man what now I'm thinking so I for my wedding I bought my groomsmen pipes because I fancy myself a gentleman from the 1800s Mm. and so that that was the that was the vice gift of my well so i think that's interesting because uh every single one of the gifts (laughs) that is offered on this website is uh monogramming is available (laughs) i should have monogrammed the pipes in fact right now i'm looking at an image of a football yes (laughs) and in the in this image there is a flask of whiskey a cigar a pair of aviator sunglasses, and the football says, Chris, will you be my best man? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, man, I-, I didn't even think about stuff like this. This is great. This is, this is great, ironically and unironically. Yes. I mean, it's even funnier if it's unironic. I'll but- be honest, like, there's a big part of me that's offended by this, <laughs> but every one of the gifts that I see on here, I'm like, I'd use that. Yeah. I now know, knowing this now, whether I am a groomsman or not, I I want to get like a monogrammed like football or something <laughs> at every wedding I go to this summer, and just yeah. like this is this is yours now. Oh, husband. some of these some of these gift sets sum up all of the categories in one. There's a set of throwing axes that are monogrammed. There's there, there's a uh, oh man, there's a set. That has a bottle of whiskey, a bottle opener, uh, a whiskey glass. It looks like some pomade that just says, get lit. (laughs) And a lighter. Pomade that says, get lit. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just want to see the guy. I want to see the guy who's looking in the mirror in the morning. And he's like, kind of not feeling great today. He's got the... A case of the Mondays, and he picks up that can of pomade from his from the groomsman trip, and he just looks at it, and he's like, "Yeah, get lit, get lit, get lit." What was that song? Is it lit up by Buck Cherry? That, <laughs> and so when you unscrew the cab, that just starts to play. <laughs> so one thing that just came to mind is I'm imagining it's a oh. it's a pomade that is like a specific brand. I'm assuming uh, it has to be. Because I also, oh, I hope it is, because I have a, a, a TM-like idea right now. Oh, so, fantastic. Um, you know how it was popular back in the day to have, like, cigarette cases? hmm And 
<laughs> what if you got a pomade case that basically you had to scrape the existing pomade out of wherever you buy it from, and then you have to slop it like into that special <laughs> case <laughs> that's monogrammed and it's like beautiful and it's got the yeah. lid up on it and yeah. get, get lit, get lit. <laughs> Which is like that's actually not a bad like morning mantra. I mean, it, unless that's actually what you're doing every morning, in which, but according to this website and most other groomsmen gift yeah. websites, like you're either about to light up a cigar, right. have a glass of whiskey, uh-huh. or both. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the new morning routine, that, and that's not just like actually. Now that this person is getting married, these supplies are going to supply their new morning routine for the rest of their life. So when they get up, they have monogrammed everything. They have a monogrammed decanter there where they yeah. just like take a swig to get going in the morning. It's going to be like push the mouthwash off of your exactly. bathroom sink because now you have a mouthwash decanter. Yes. I that's mean, full of whiskey. <laughs> I mean, the prophet Kesha told us <laughs> that this was this was going to happen years ago and we yeah. just didn't listen. And yeah. now now we're at this point where we can finally realize that prophecy. Yes. Brush our teeth with a bottle of Jack. Or don't drink Jack. Drink something else. But, but you know what? You can be in denial about the fact that it's Jack. Yeah. Because it's in a monogram decanter. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, people don't have to know what's in there. <laughs> no. And then you can look at that pomade and go, I got you, bro. Yeah. I'm and already then, getting lit. Then you take a big rip off of that stogie. <laughs> Which has a monogram on it as well. That your that your college buddy said is a Cuban, and it's like okay, okay Derek. All right. Why is it purple? That's how they make them in Cuba. Special thanks to Sunmates for our theme music. Also, a special thanks to Nick Woods for our logo art. If you'd like to reach out to us with some of your favorite day-to-day experiences, just email us at wetooktheliberty at gmail.com. If we deem it worthy of discussion, you might hear us talk about it on the pod. Thanks, everyone.